0: Your two wonderful hosts of Locked On Coyotes are morons? More after this. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Matthew Jacobson. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. Just search up Locked on Coyotes. we got a great show for you on today's episode. We're going to uh, take a little bit of a deeper dive, you know, and talk talk about some some uh, some goods some drawbacks of the Fiesta Mall Mesa site. And a little bit later, we're going to get to some of your mailbag questions that we got earlier this week. But let's get things started, Matt.
0: Yeah, and uh, I do want to address a, a comment, a concern that was brought up saying that Mesa isn't centralized. And I, I think maybe we didn't explain it properly, what our mindset was behind that. All Everyone knows the Coyotes fans are in the East Valley. Chandler, Mesa uh scottsdale and and scottsdale really would have been the perfect location for an arena years ago but they decided to go west but that is where the main fan base is phoenix is literally the centralized location it connects the east and west valleys but our mindset behind calling this location centralized i feel like we did but just in case we didn't we should have said more centralized especially to the fan base because It's a little further east than Tempe, obviously. It's like 15 minutes away from Mullet Arena. So depending on traffic, let's say anywhere between 15 and 25 minutes, Mullet Arena is usually around 20 minutes away from where most people that have the money to go to Coyotes games are. So maybe it extends that trip to about 30 minutes. Maybe it's about the same 20 minutes, depending on which direction you're going and and splitting off on the freeway. Instead of going west, you'd be going further east or a little bit further uh, south.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and a couple other things too. Um, that I I was looking at is yeah, cool. You're more centralized in regards to all the fan bases. Yes. Um, another thing I looked at is taking a look at how far away each uh, the you know the Fiesta Mall is location would be to all of the uh, community ice rinks, and it's within very close. Like I think. The the uh, obviously Peoria would be the furthest, furthest because that's the only one that's on the on the West Valley. Mm-hmm. But Scottsdale would be the furthest, and it's not even that far. It'd be like a it would have been like a fifteen minute drive, twenty minute drive. Um, so like it's not you know all pretty close, you know, because all like and all of the ice community, ice rinks are on this side. Um, all of the fans are on this side of the valley. If you can have a an arena there, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty central to me, so I will go to a lot more of these games. I've had we've had fans say, hey, like I am a season ticket, like I like I well, I'm you know, I, I thought about being a season ticket holder many years ago, but they were in Glendale. That's way too far. If they're in Mesa, I live in Queen Creek, or I live in San Tan Valley, I can easily become a season ticket holder at this game.
0: Yeah, and it also goes back to. Uh, To just touch on, we we touched on it before, Javier Gutierrez calling a lot of the fans in waiting out there, especially in the East Valley. That location helps. Like I said, Tempe would have been the better location. And I'm still fully on the Ishbia train, but we are here to talk about the Mesa because the Mesa mayor wants this to happen. And that's all. You already got a little bit of political support is good. I've already seen. Of the comments that I've seen, so there's an asterisk, it's a small sample size, one small business that, you know, was, was supporting it because obviously more people in the area helped stimulate more business. I've already seen at least five or so residents just responding to comments that are like, oh, it'll be closer to me, or oh, it's right in our neighborhood, I'm down with it. Seen like three or so that were like, oh, I'm not down with it. So again, terribly small sample size, you can't look deep into that, but we're already seeing some early positivity, but we're also seeing... we're we're seeing some negativity. We're seeing some criticism of the location and the main one, especially from one of the residents, I said they wouldn't support it. Uh, Thankfully it wouldn't be going to a public vote, or at least if they're smart, it wouldn't be going to a public vote, but also from Craig, from Craig and the guys over there talking about the traffic. And even though it's, it's it's accessible, it has a similar problem to the two Oh two. When you're going to the, the, the 10, where it just gets backed up for seemingly no reason. And it's because there's merges and whatnot and people trying to go to and from, but apparently that is one of the bigger issues. And Robin, you live over there. You want to give this West Valley kid a little more context because I work at Glendale arena. Now it's a 15 minute drive. It's perfectly convenient for me. Uh, What what can the West or the East Valley uh, people look forward to with Fiesta mall?
1: I mean, it's, you, you know, it's a. Uh, I mean, like I think one of the cool things about it is, you know, the district. It's in the Fiesta District. It's right now. It's kind of dead, but um, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there. I think so many people love to pass by. I pass by it every day almost. Um, and it's look, 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 at it this way. It is right off the sixty freeway, um, like sixty, and I and I think what maybe a block east of the 101 um so like yeah sure people want to get there you're gonna like traffic yeah you know i've dealt with traffic on that side so i did to me it doesn't bother me um but west mesa has i think the most opportunity to grow and the coolest thing is yeah yeah you got the fiesta district right there you got the asian district um just north of that people like to you know indulge in some you know cultural food you got riverview just north of that it's west mesa right now i think has got a lot of opportunity and i think fiesta mall if they were if you've got something there i think it really presents in a a massive development opportunity for the rest of the the rest of the side of the city
0: yeah trying to stimulate some economic growth because like you mentioned i've heard the exact same thing it's kind of dead i know a lot of malls unfortunately are Dead, I really like Paradise Valley Mall. I think that closed down a couple of years ago. Uh, we're literally just about to lose the mall where Bill and Ted was filmed over at Metro Center, which really isn't that bad. Like, the area is a little rough, but, like, I lived over there. It, it really isn't that bad. It's just lower income. Um, so, like, I feel like the whole mall thing is, is dying in, in this country. But to take its place, because it's set on a nice big piece of land, you could fit an arena probably the practice facility i one concern that was brought up by by craig was he does not think that that area can support high-end shopping and from everything i know about the area probably not um and and the retail might be a bit of an issue now that that's just because of of the land and like i think it would have to be rezoned i I don't know because i know it's at least zoned for commercial i don't know about the details when it comes to like mixed use to have residential on there so that could be a snag. I know that was mentioned multiple times that that is one of the biggest aspects to, uh, to Marillo's business model. But I do think, especially because you're only a couple miles away from the, the Mesa ice den. Uh, I, I do think that if you, if you do market research and get the right shops there, you're not going to get the high end shopping. You're not going to get the kind of shopping you get in, in Chandler or in, scottsdale but you can get some decent retail there and help stimulate the economy and also uh get some more jobs over there and you can also sell the people over there on we have better paying jobs we can bring here
1: yeah and i'll give you an idea you know there's a lot of you know right now like just kind of like sprinkled in that area like restaurants and bars and whatever fast food places Mm -hmm. i was just at the uh Chipotle right across the street the other day. There was an In-N-Out there. There's a Dutch Bros and a and a Raising Canes and people just literally uh, drive into like the uh, the Fiesta Mall like entrance and just go to the one of those uh, goes one go, go to one of those like fast food places and then dip. Um, so. Every, a lot of things happen there. It's 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 pretty funny to see um, that literally just people just kind of like skirt, skirt around the outside of it. No one goes inside, of course, because no one it's re- it's ready to be demolished. I think it's in the process of being demolished already.
0: Yeah. So having the coyotes there, having the arena, having the right shopping, it would have they would have to rethink it. I I would assume the the current – this was asked me, just I want to address it real quick. I'm assuming the current arena blueprint and plans could probably just be reused, uh, but anything else with the district would have to be rethought. And it it has the danger of potentially being a little too close to Westgate, but Westgate does generate some money, so I don't know. But we're going to continue this conversation after an ad break because we got to pay the bills. I need to get my 30 bucks a month. Let's do this.
1: Absolutely. Well, everyone, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing your style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this: a premium shorts designed for maximum performance, combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine with the uniquely built-in liner. They offer the ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable even during the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Design a pocket that actually work, Bird dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. They're made of premium breathable fabric that helps you keep you cool and dry throughout your activities. And Lord knows that's important for right here in Arizona. Perfect for the trails, the gym, and simply landing around. Bird dogs are just the shorts you've been looking for. So order your pair. Of bird dogs today join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made this switch visit bird visit birddogscom slash locked on nhl and enter the promo code locked on nhl get a free custom yeti bird dogs yeti style tumblr with every order bird dogs restyle meets comfort performance meets perfection get yours on now and unleash your true potential so matt here's a here's a couple things that i'm that yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful for, you know, the opportunity for Mesa site, more specifically the Fiesta Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be really any site in Mesa. Um, and you kind of mentioned it. it does already kind of have the support of Mesa Mayor John Giles. He's looked at it. He's like, yeah, you know, like if I think the right deal is here, we absolutely welcome they have Theos and the Coyotes to come here. There's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of private land that they can develop on, which is the most important part mm-hmm. that was the key word right there private land that most of the for the, for the most part all you need to do is a private land sales so you don't have to worry about too much you also the only other kind of things that would really require city need were maybe a little bit of rezoning like I said if Morello really does want to get some housing in there if if, if at all possible um, or any other kind of op any, any other kind of like other space it, there's um, plus there will be less need for as many tax breaks. To, obviously, Morello probably will still want some tax breaks. He's built, he's you know, he's developing right there. Um, but there needs to be some kind of concessions that Morello needs to make if they want to avoid a public vote. But I mean, John Giles has already said he doesn't foresee a deal being made um, that will require a public vote. He says, yeah, I don't think we, I think we can make it work to not need one.
0: Yeah, and and reading that snippet from the public charter is as long as there's no public money or or tax incentives, I think it's above 1.5 million, which is nothing uh, in the grand scheme of these big like 2.1 billion dollar projects. Uh, they can there's no vote needed. And my thing is, I, I've seen a lot of people go a little pro billionaire. Uh, on this one, where it's like, oh, he's he's going to need the tax breaks, and I, I'm not talking about Craig. Craig has said that obviously tax breaks are going are going to be a big part of it because that's how it was structured in 10P. I'm talking about like the average everyday person. I was like, it would be stupid for him to to not I'm like look. He, he if he wants his team to stay here, he wants that building, he wants that control, and he does not want another public vote. Suck it up. You already your your option A already involved the tax breaks already involved a really good deal on both sides. And you blew it. That is on you. You did not run the proper campaign. You did not put the proper money and funding behind it. The fact that labor unions helped the no campaign spend literally more than double what you spent. I'm still, I'm I'm still a little perturbed about that. I'm still just because we should be talking about when we're breaking ground right now, we should. Because that was a, an amazing deal. And the citizens of Tempe are going to be really mad when their taxes go up in a couple of years. And it's like, well, we could have had the coyotes here. So it's like, it, it, it's a situation that that just angers me as, as a whole. But you already explored that. You tried that. You ruined your opportunity there. Literally, you need to do this 100% private. Now, those costs will go down because it's not going to be the exact same kind of development if they don't do the residential which i know they do want that but let's say they decide to go with some some you know medium end shopping and and some office space because you can still make some money off office space and and being a landlord there uh your costs are going to go down significantly because it costs quite a bit of money to put that that proper soundproofed residential there you know on the ted site so a lot of costs will come down now what does it look like it could be you know this no, there i have no source no one's in my ear saying this i'm just trying to make a logical guess because the the footprint looks a little small, even though apparently it's almost double the size of the ted but also with the different uses you'd have to make i'm going to say it could it could go for as low as a billion to like 1.5 because you're going to ha- you're going to be thinking... cutting a lot of edges off there's a lot of things that will be cut from the ted plans
1: yeah i will yeah i will say that i will say like yeah um, what it was like, Ted was 50 acres, I believe, uh, Fiesta mall is 80. Um, so yeah, it is bigger. Um, so it, there's more space, but that just gives, means you can do more space for parking or whatever else you need. Um, and I'm, and I'm with you. I think I, I'm, I'm out of the belief it would maybe like about 1.3 to 1.5. I think realistically is, um, what I'm thinking for, um, for the cost of everything, which, you know, because it is in West Mesa, I think, you know, a lot of things, you know, a lot of development in there is cheaper. Yes, the Fiesta Mall is like a prime thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of people have wanted to develop the Fiesta Mall. Um, I think it's been, people have been wanting to develop it for what, the last six, seven years. No one has been able to have the right deal, the right money, the right need, the right things to do it. Morello has the money. I mean, the owner that the the private owner that currently owns the land that wants to develop it also has the money. It's uh, for those that don't know. It's I think it's a it's a group called Verde Investment Groups who is owned by Carvana.
0: Oh, I I I love talking about Carvana.
1: (laughs) Um, so imagine this. Then you have, uh, like imagine. Morello buys the land from from Verde. And one of the contingencies on purchasing the purchasing the land and, you know, being able to develop there is you name the arena Carvana Arena.
0: God, I would hate that. I used to work for Carvana. <laughs> and, like, I couldn't handle the, the, the heat. So I'm like, hey, like, you know, essentially, can I come back, like, when it's not this overwhelmingly hot? And they're like, yeah, you can. And then, like, close the door. So, like... Uh, I don't like Carvana, but I also don't know if, if lockdown's ever going to have a deal with them. So I was going to say, I don't personally like him and leave it at that, but wasn't the original plan to have office space there anyway from Verde group. So theoretically you also could reach an agreement. You could, the coyotes could of the 80 acres, they could buy 50 of it. And the other 30 could be still owned by Verde and, and put their office space or whatever they wanted to do, or they could just sell off and say whatever. And the coyotes could probably appropriate some of those plans. Like, you still have options it's going to be different though and with it being different you're also again going to have some lower costs you're going to have, it's not going to be that crown jewel that we wanted but it might really yeah. help mesa because if the mayor is this interested we're already seeing some minor interest from the citizens where it's like yeah we'd like this area to be redeveloped to be stimulated so you know the economy works a little better you also like local businesses more people are going to be kind of wandering in the area like there's a tire place on glendale uh it's a little further east of of westgate and it it, i always used to buy like used tires there because i had one car where the wheels sat like this and it literally ate away at the tire and it, it was it wasn't worth it to buy new tires i just bought used tires and uh you can't tell me like people are driving up glendale to go to the arena didn't stumble across that business once or twice. You can't tell me on the outskirts over here, or there. There's a business that wouldn't have got that wouldn't have got that business otherwise if there wasn't an event or something. So it's like they they understand the long-term implications of having a development like this. Um, I am a little concerned with the the Dutch Bros and whatnot on the outskirts. Not because like I I think it's gonna take away from the Coyotes' profits, but it's like traffic. For like Dutch Bros creates bad traffic themselves. I know they've done a better Dutch Bros job and
1: In and Out. I
0: know they've done a better job building on, on a little more land and, and a little bigger parking lots. Uh, but another great point right there. Also In and Out. I don't know why everyone loves In and Out so much, but those lines are constant, <laughs> especially at lunch and I mean, dinner. You're talking to constant. a
1: California kid at heart, so In and Out, In and Out <laughs> is like in my blood, but. But, um, but yeah, you know, Fiesta Mall, I think it's got a lot of, it's, it's got a lot of, you know, opportunity. It's got a lot of pluses. It does have those drawbacks, you know, things that could potentially happen. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're not going to get the crown jewel. You're not going to get that. Um, but I'm also the belief, and I'll mention this briefly because it's just like maybe something that I can talk for a di- for a different show, um, that that can't be done. You know, there is a, there is a privately owned County Island. Just a few blocks north of Fiesta Mall, right up the bank of the Salt River. So, also I'll just leave it at that. The
0: Oceanside is on a county island.
1: <laughs> that too.
0: That would be yes. hilarious. But they, 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 that'd be really complicated. You got to buy other people's land. Whatever. Anyway, the coyotes might not get the crown jewel, but you just might with the second sponsor of this episode. I am working on those transitions. So, ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part every part needs to fit just right so next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part fits right the first time around just add your ride to my garage and look at the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. You get the right parts, the right fit, the right place with ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay Guarantee Fit only available for U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. yada yada. eBay Motors, go check out some parts.
1: So let's go ahead and close things off, Matthew, by uh, just taking a look at some uh, some questions that we have received through the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We're doing a little bit of a mailbag session right here, right now.
0: You got, right? you got our you got our graphic? You got you got the fun graphics so we can we can make sure everyone knows what to look for on Twitter and ask us some good questions. I don't
1: have it up on <laughs> me right now. But if you follow Locked On Coyotes at L O underscore Coyotes, you'll see it. There you go. So let's go ahead and get to, um, I guess this first one is a really good one. What do you believe is the drop-dead date for a new arena deal to be solidified before Walsh and, and or the NHL Board of Governors publicly demand the Coyotes be sold or relocated?
0: Walsh, six months ago, uh, the Board of Governors, I would assume, the hard date has to be October 1st. I mean that in the context of that has to be the latest possible date. Um, but it, it could be as early as the start of training camp. It could be as early as this, the first preseason game. Uh, but it, it's definitely going to be before the Coyotes play their first game. And it's not going to be public. Walsh might, because that I, I feel like that's what the NHLPA would do. Um, But the border and that's that's not meant to be a negative. It's just meant to be like they're they're a union. It makes sense. Like you'd want to advocate publicly. Uh, But when it comes to the board of governors, they work very much behind the scenes and everyone it's evidence. People hate Gary Bettman when ninety nine percent of his decisions are literally just what the owners want or what the owners tell him to do. So like he already has everyone tricked. So I I guarantee you would be like buy whatever the hard date is. Even if it's internal and they just won't share it with any of the reporters, though we, we don't know. Whatever the hard date it is, it's gonna be like, all right, uh, he doesn't have a good enough plan, or he doesn't have a plan in place, uh, college, via or whatever the other alternatives are.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think around there, around training camp is probably the best, the best bet for me, and I'm thinking about that one as well. Um, but you pretty much explained it perfectly. Don't really need to go too much into that one. Um, We all this one. We kind of already answered earlier this week, but what are your thoughts about Logan Cooley going back to college? Do you have any concerns long-term that he may try to force his way out?
0: No, it it, look, I I was on record as saying what I think it was. He was on the fence and that was the deciding factor. That was the last thing. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back. because He was leaning, going pro. And that was widely reported. And also we, we all kind of knew he wanted to go pro. He only wanted to do the one year of college, but with this hanging over, I don't want his development stunted. I don't, like, like I, I, I touched on it before. Like, someone was like, oh, he's screwed over the Coyotes. It didn't. Like, all it is is this kid, he's going to go pro eventually, but he doesn't want to go into the situation where you have that much over his head. He's not going to play, likely not going to play his best hockey if he's in that situation. Because I, I think I also mentioned it on the show before, the 2009-10 roster was very much veteran heavy. This is a much younger roster, I, I, I think, I, not that like they couldn't mentally handle it, but they're not built to do so. So I would rather the kids just get to play hockey than have this hanging over their head. So I, I, I'm not concerned at all. I will become concerned if he doesn't sign by the end of this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's it's not uncommon. I think college players are doing this all the time, and it really helps them going an extra year. Um, so uh, yet I don't think it's much of an issue. And you're right. If he does stay out an extra another year after that, might be starting. Like, I wouldn't say sound the alarm quite yet, but raise a flag. Definitely
0: put him on the trading block and see what the market's at.
1: (laughs) Speaking of speaking of (laughs) trades, even though we've already said Clayton Keller isn't on his way out. But what about this? What would a realistic return for Clayton Keller like Clayton Keller look like if he were to, let's say, move back to his hometown of St.
0: Louis? What do the blues even have? Uh, it, it would have to be a a blue chip prospect. So, I, what is it? They have Snuggaroo in their system? I would assume root has to be attached or it's no deal. They have to have at least a first. I, I'm thinking two firsts. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And, but it also depends on what else you're throwing in. Uh, you're going to have to make the money work. So, you also then have to, like, throw in something else to sweeten the deal to have the money work. So, it would probably be two first, Snuggerud, maybe another really good prospect, a bad contract or two, and like a seventh or sixth to eat the bad contract.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, I think yeah, Clayton Keller, you know, would be definitely something to ask a lot for. I don't think, and to be and to be honest, I do not think the St. Louis Blues have the capital to be able to trade for him. I. And again, this is all speculative because he's not getting traded anyways. But hey, you know what? I think um, hey, you know if if you wanna if you wanna at least know what you're looking for, let's just put it this way: you can't afford it.
0: Yeah, no, Keller, 86 points last year. He's a consistent guy that plays all games every single season, minus one year. That resume is literally perfect when it comes to availability. He's just been getting better and better offensively, both the goals and assists and overall points like he's a first line winger he's a if if chikrin was a premium asset but there there were some knocks on him because there was a couple dings on on the on the bumper there aren't those dings on on keller it's literally a a, a lambo a brand new lambo that you want to buy
1: absolutely um that's all the questions we have for now um do you have any final thoughts before we close things off
0: Bring up the Charizard question. It was asked. Bring up the Charizard question.
1: (laughs) Question was asked, is Charizard overrated?
0: No. Charizard is the best Pokemon ever. Um, I I truly believe that. And uh, I made a D's nuts joke on Twitter. Go ahead and check out that thread.
1: I made, I have a, uh, not Charizard, but a, but a, uh, a within the evolutionary line, a a, a Charmander sticker playing hockey on the back of my phone.
0: I had a Charmander doll up there <laughs> just hanging.
1: <laughs> it's playing hockey.
0: <laughs> did we get another question? Like, like, uh, screw it. Let's do the last like, ho- uh, hockey unrelated question. I saw like one or two more.
1: Yeah. Best hamburger toppings. Go.
0: Cheese, ketchup, done.
1: My response to that one, and I did a quote tweet for that one. This is my favorite. I love Southwest style burgers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I cause I go jalapenos or some other kind of grilled chilies with guacamole and sauteed onions.
0: We're side note, we're never gonna have a locked on uh, lunch meeting uh where we're going to a burger joint <laughs> Oh damn it. Is there
1: anything else worth uh, it? Maybe it might it might it might be worth it. Who
0: knows?
1: <laughs> uh and then one, just kind of to make, make things joke at, you know, joke off of it, is a uh, question that you just put out there. Why did you bring that idiot ASU sports guy in here?
0: I got it. I, I know the exact reason. I've had multiple cover. I, I'm literally an insider on this. I, I can give you guys all the answers. Um, it's because, for some reason, all right, people watch him. I don't get it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, like uh, obviously he's not a health advocate or anything. Look at this, but also like he just goes on rants and, and, and yells and, and talks directly out of his rear end. And he, and he, he's like a washed up celebrity or something. Like dude has a high inflated ego, but for some reason people buy it and they eat it up. And we want those views and subscribers. So bring him on and make sure to to show his stupid face to the world
1: and now we're locked into a contract so (laughs) (laughs)
0: i've been looking to break it for years now
1: (laughs) anyways that's gonna be it for today's episode of the locked on coyotes podcast if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube and of course on the siriusxm radio app don't forget to interact with us on social media or on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at L O underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, and ask a question that you might have, we might answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.